0: Listener, before you listen to this cast, you should realise one thing. After the fact of recording this cast, we found the tweets by Boots Riley, where he laid out that a lot of important contextual information about the film and the truth of the events it portrays was actually suspect, and also highlighted very well how it was actually part of a more insidious systemic attempt to realise a kind of normalisation between the black community and the cops, we didn't know this at the time because we're tremendously white and didn't really have the perspective to comment effectively. So here's our initial thoughts as they happen. Please enjoy the show, it's Black Clansman. Really? Oh. Okay, now I'm putting it down really gently. I'm glad that we also didn't get that as our cold open because that would be very inappropriate given the scale of the conversation that we need to have. I'm walking around, I'm gesturing with my arms, I've been given a
1: stage! I'm not convinced that will get picked up enough.
0: Yeah, it'll be alright. Anyway, uh, welcome back to Heard You Saw!
2: Um, today... We are live on screen one of Genesis Cinema.
0: Indeed, hot off the back of a lovely Q&A session with director Spike Lee, by Satellite, not in person. And we just saw the movie Black Klansman. Now, now, I won't lie to you, dear listener, I won't lie to you, there was a certain amount of when the credits were rolling of you know after what is quite frankly a gut punch of an ending you know which you can see coming be like oh oh they go in there um there was a certain amount of okay now we have to do a podcast about this should we are we the right people to do this podcast and my resolution is fuck it these issues need to be talked about we have a platform however tiny though hello to all our dutch listeners apparently <laughs> They yeah. love us, you know, and our love of Japanese horror.
1: The answer to that is still no. We're not the right people to do this podcast, but we are the only ones in the room, so we're, here le, we are. Let
0: me let me
2: preface then by saying, like, we're not the right people, so go find the right people. Yes, yeah,
1: I'm to, sure there's some people talking. about Yeah, there's this, definitely
2: so. people talking about this film. I've seen go, one or two on Twitter. Go, just go find the reviews. Go find the features written by uh, people of colour or people from that time period. Like. Find those people and find those voices because Damn the right. podcast is not also the right platform to elevate those voices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because really if, written text being like tweet, go read this review on
0: Black Lantern. If we if we were a, a more professional outfit, we'd have a list of better outlets to direct you to. But alas, we are a trash cast for trash people. So here we are. So
1: go do that, and then come press pause. Go do that, and then see if you're still interested in listening. <laughs> well, better yet, better
0: yet, better <laughs> yet, see the movie. Well, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah the film. Yeah, we, of we, we say this on certain films that you really should just go and watch it, but I think this one, perhaps higher than many others, because of the politically charged nature and the timeliness of this yeah. film, it's really kind of important that you maybe go see it, because it's a really good film, and it'll also make you think, make you feel sad, make you feel unquenchable anger! Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's going to peak. Well, um, so <laughs> we begin as ever with a lovely, nice, civilized round of one-line hot takes. Sean! Oh, sorry, I haven't introduced who's on the cast. It's Sean, Shay, EJ, and myself today. We were gonna have full team coverage, but then, in fact, enhanced team coverage with extra people, but then certain members of our party decided to run away from their responsibilities of delivering their thoughts to the people! So, Racy, I don't know what your reason was, but it seemed fine. Morton, Megan, and Gemma, I'm pointing at the phone. I'm disappointed. I wanted to hear your thoughts, but we'll talk later, I'm sure. So, Sean, your one-line hot take on Black Klansman, please. Um... We're far from the mic, so speak up.
3: Oh God! <laughs> also, I'm glad we had the Q&A afterwards, <laughs> so that I had time to sort of recover from that ending.
0: Mm. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Shay. Uh, Best time of the year. Ooh. I'm, I'm calling it early. Oh. I mean, I, I, I would, I would agree. But sorry to bother you, hasn't come out in the UK yet. And I really want to see that film because it looks super interesting. That film isn't going to come out in the UK.
2: What? Yes, it, yes well, it is. is. It. Is it getting like a limited release? In surely. In the fall. Okay. I've seen it on launch day. Okay. To just okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, don't thank worry. Oh my goodness.
1: No one, no one panic. It's there was, coming. There was
2: trouble with like that no UK distributors. Were
1: I did see it today, but it I imagine in the October, I think
2: maybe. That'd be
0: Based off the uh, gangbusters oh, It oh, had a date. Out, uh, like, yeah, it had a date. Based off the gangbusters numbers that I hear Black is doing. I feel like movies on this topic are going to get a bit more of a bump in terms of, oh yeah, maybe we should pick that up. There probably is an audience for well, I think because
2: also, that film has such huge cultural buzz. Yeah. But like, Boots Riley, the director, said yeah. that, like, a legitimate UK distributor said, there's no audiences for black movies in
0: the oh, UK. Ho, ho, ho.
2: And it's such I a mean, troubling we're,
0: we're thing. We're pretty <laughs> lily white and we're out here. We'll yeah, come yeah, see right. your black
2: movie. We were just in you know, a sold-out screening of... Black Klansmen. Uh, nearly 600 people by a satellite Q&A in a cinema of a sold-out
0: screening of every Black Klansmen c- and been broadcasting. Yeah. to
1: every cinema in London, every single cinema was sold out.
0: Yep, and that was 116 locations around the yeah. country that live the stream UK Disney, get their shit together
2: because
1: we're calling you out, yeah. listeners <laughs> like, of the dis-
2: dear white people. When that came out, didn't get picked up by the huh? UK distributor. Sure. Like a, like an individual bought the rights for that, and there was huge controversy between. Anyway, really? look if, into it. If
1: we cannot find a UK distributor of, sorry to bother you, I guarantee you, I will get someone in the United States to mail me a Blu-ray, and we will fucking play it yeah. in this yes. But now, now it's clear that someone has yeah.
2: bought the rights. So that's
0: great. If yeah.
1: I'm wrong, that is the plan.
0: Excellent. But it's on so yeah. it's DCB. Nice, EJ yes your one line hot take on black Klansman.
1: i agree thats film of the year that's i'm very i i would i can't see how it could be topped mm i just can't
0: for my one line hot take i think it's I <laughs> she said this in the screening i retract all previous jokes i have made about spike Lee for his directing n b a two k sixteen like i feel bad for that because i felt like uh maybe he's lost it you know. He directed a video game, and it was not- he did not adapt to the new medium well. He's still got it, like, a thousand percent. This is an excellent, excellent film. This
1: Why thing. were you doubting him over a video game?
0: Because I was like, oh, it was really bad.
2: Okay. This thing, even in this film, like, in the q and it was followed, he's like, Jordan Pell called me up, pitched me the film. He's- he's a director for hire. Yep. Like, he- he does his own stuff, but he's also a director and creator for hire. Damn right. He made the Old Boy remake. And oh
0: God, he did d- oh!
2: It's not very- it's like probably oh, his worst I'm film sorry. that he's made,
0: but also- There was no- I mean that, that was like a- you know, that's a Kobayashi Maru, there's no way to like, win there. Cause no. it's like, you can remake one of the best Korean films! But, I don't want to like, but not, the point is yeah, now, like, he hasn't lost it
2: because this is- he's always making films, he's made so many films. 86, like, wasn't it? the, the lady quoted? What? Made.
1: He's, he's made 86 films. That, that
2: might hmm. be including like, short films and documentaries.
1: That's insane either way. His output yeah. is
2: tremendous. He, tremendous output. Of course, there's going to be a stink or two, but mostly they're, mm. all, they're all politically charged. They're all... Yeah. Even like... Do, Chirac, the right thing. That's well, a, do the Right Thing. For do the Right Thing is a great movie. Chirac That's the that only other
1: Spike Lee film I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. yeah. This is Ooh. ridiculous. Get this. Yeah
2: and watch more. Yeah. I've got a box there. So does Genesis. We'll, <laughs> we'll
0: combine <laughs> them. <laughs> we'll combine them. <laughs> we can do a- all of them oh right. man, event for the bar, Spike Lee Fest.
1: I don't, we're doing that in all oh. of October though.
0: Oh nice, yeah. really?
1: Yeah, every, every Monday night is Spike Lee film in
0: the bar. Really? Yeah. Yes! And I've spat when ice is everywhere. Presented? I'm so happy. A
1: few weeks ago, I don't know. Excellent. Alright, Genesis
0: Cinema, Spike Lee films on Mondays. i positive they're free. Be yeah, br- positive even better. So. Free Spike Lee films. Come see yeah. them. Promotion. Exclusive as well. Indeed. Um, EJ, so, um, we spoke briefly here before the Q&A started, and you said that contrary to your previous appearances on the podcast, you're not going to recount the full plot as we often do.
1: No, I'm going to give you the IMDB synopsis, but I'm not going to read it because it's probably dumb. So I'm going to tell you what it is, but I'm not going to give anything away other than just the pitch of a... Black man in the 70s, in the, the first black police officer in Colorado Springs, infiltrates the local chapter of the KKK and uh, goes in undercover with um, an Adam Driver a white person impersonating him while he contacted them via phone. Um, I I don't want to say anything other than that, there's a bunch, it's all true, there's a bunch of crazy shit that goes down that you can't even believe is real, and (sighs) there's, I mean, there's many not remotely thinly veiled...
0: Oh boy, we'll we'll get to that. Now, I just want to say, I just want to say, now, you've heard the pitch, you've heard our immediate reactions, you've heard at least two of our number, 50% of this podcast have said, film of the year, I, I feel like when we talk about this we're going to have to get into some spoiler territory, so this is a warning, officially, there may be spoilers, I don't know what they're going to be, I'm drinking gin, I might get loose, so watch the film.
2: Can I say, from yeah. EJ's synopsis, that not giving anything away is like great, because it's one of the films I've seen, like, in a year's worth of cinema trips this year, of like, where I haven't been like, mm, I, know, I know the hero's going to live, I know the hero's going to survive, I know this, I know, I know what's going to happen, and there can be a bit of tension, but ultimately I know in the back of my head. In this, I have no idea what's about to happen, Same. and the yeah. way scene by scene it plays. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, and I, it's not like an unconventional film at, at all by me saying that, but just the way the story's told,
0: and just it's... Does a lot of good it. stuff with tension. Yeah, mm. I... Oh, yeah. oh,
3: yeah, that's the thing, because it's based off a true story, which is one of the main selling points for me as, as well. And it's a thing, very easy, you could just go Google what happens. But yeah. it's right? that thing of, like, I didn't want to know, I wanted to be immersed
0: in the full experience of that film. So. Yeah.
1: Had anyone else not seen a trailer?
0: I had seen one trailer, mm-hmm. and I hadn't really paid that much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, well, this sounds like a thing I want to see. Mm-hmm. So my brain was just like, don't need to recall many points of that. Mm-hmm. Also, I've listened to multiple, I've been listening to a lot of Whiting Wongs, um, mm-hmm. which on their adverts has been sponsored by, uh, Black Klansmen. So I've had an awful lot of the dialogue of it just being all like, gotta infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan, right on, right on. Like, just in my head a lot as I've been listening to the podcast. Um, also Whiting Wongs is good. It should be listened to more as well. Plugs! Um yeah so thoughts on this film i will say i didn't expect it as we alluded to when ej finished their synopsis i didn't expect it to be that direct in its hey look at where the fuck we are now like not even getting into the ending i mean mid-film you you know you may as well have had characters turn and look at the camera and go are you getting, are you picking up on, you know, this familiar phrase that we've all been saying? Like they had we once with it. They literally
1: say what, this isn't a spoiler. No. But uh, someone says, like, th- this, it's, they're aiming to, the KKK are aiming to get their members in political office. They're aiming for the presidency, and the, the other character's are like, oh, that'll never happen. And they say it multiple times. You're being naive. That, that yeah. is going to happen. And yeah. the whole audience is just like, bah! Yes. And they're everyone's kind of laughing because it's they're not over there. It's funny here. <laughs> it's still funny here. It, but it's I, not.
0: I was not laughing as much of the rest of as much of the rest of the audience. I think one of the bits that really fascinated me um was the sequence where they were talking about um when the uh the sergeant is talking about like the way that they try to normalize things in the popular consciousness of America by not talking about race, but talking about immigration. Not talking about like, you know, black, poor people, but talking about economics and using those as buzzwords and dog whistles. And I'm like, because I'm, you know, surprise, surprise, listener, I watch a lot of like, you know, left-wing, anti-fascist YouTube stuff, and I'm all like, this! Yes! This is what they do! This is like, you know, you can look back at, like, the fucking Nazis, you can look at the Trump campaign, you can look at most, like, dog-whistly campaigns and you can see the same kind of rhetoric, you can look at it with the Brexit vote. You know, they said, like, oh, it wasn't all about immigration. It was, it was a lot about immigration, you know, and the whole concept of having immigration as a key issue is the white people, well, sometimes we're not a fan of having colored folks around. you just like, what the... F-? It's great to have a film that completely, nakedly, and openly says, no, look, this is what they're doing. And you have the, uh, the, the um, position of a historical perspective of going... This guy, you know, in the 1970s is saying, no, look, this is what we're doing. And we're like, holy shit, it fucking worked. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Agent Orange. And
1: it's not retrospective. It was always that way. That yeah. was always the plan. Yeah. This isn't recent. This is... We're not looking back with 2020 vision. It's...
0: We're in it. Yeah. Well, you know, America is in it. We're in it a bit as well. I mean, like, look at the rise of our good friend, Bojo. Lovely bar. Like,
2: you, can, you can still watch Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee and... and it, that could come out today, yeah, and you'd still be like, well, this is the most relevant film for yeah. me right yeah. now. He's he's, b-
1: he said in the Q&A, like, they made a contemporary period film. Yeah. It, this could have been set now, yeah. it doesn't matter.
0: Absolutely, because the problems of race and the clan <laughs> yeah. are still a thing. And
1: there was nobody in that film that was acting different, more Aggressive or more free than they would now there no. are still cops doing that crazy shit. Yep it, There was nothing different. They yeah. didn't change anything mm. except wardrobe and hair. Yeah, that's it
3: but The thing is like I, I wish I could look on this film. And it's just like oh, yes That was a terrible time in history. It doesn't happen now But yeah. it's just like this is still happening and it's ridiculous that it is Yeah.
0: And it's getting worse, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I think one of the key points um, that Spike Lee said in the Q&A and, Q and is he made this to be a political piece of art. Someone asked, you know, they had the whole, but can you really separate politics from art? It's like, no, art is politics. Art is communication, and communication by definition has a political stance. You, and he even made the very apposite point, which I was thinking about. I was like, oh, I hope he says this. And then he said it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Even a attempt to make something completely apolitical is in itself a political action. The only reason why a lot of people, mostly straight, white, middle-class men... Cis. Um, cis true, oh yeah, very, oh, the cis, oh, get your trans things out of my stuff, no. They feel that, Over-bodied. oh yeah, yes, oh, Fucking hell. neurotypical. There you go. There you go, we're getting all of them. The reason why these people often claim that art isn't about politics, or like, you know, oh, don't get politics out of my video games, or my cartoons, or my films, or my comic books, or whatever, is because they've had a position of privilege of, I'm fucking preaching, I know you guys know all this, oh my yeah. god. So, <laughs> so, does,
1: so does the listener. <laughs> I,
0: hope the li- I hope the listener knows this, yeah. if you don't know this listener. Because they have existed in a culture that treats them as the default, anything that is a deviation from the default of reinforcing a narrative of you are the default and you are fine, here is an, a narrative that appeals to you, to them seems like a, quote, political action, because it deviates. Whereas it's not like to someone who is not any of those long list of things that we just mentioned something that deviates is literally fucking everything so from that perspective everything's political because everything is political and I I like it that a film of this caliber of this quality and of this kind of reach is being so nakedly provocative like I like that you know what was with the handshake thing.
1: Um, so, Donald Trump is known for having a very weird handshake. He
0: does, like, the grabby-grabby... He does
1: a grab thing, he does a fingers thing. Ooh. And they show the handshake in close-up, because there's a specific handshake that I think David Duke was doing.
0: Yeah, right? with David Duke, with the crazy guy.
1: Yeah, that... Yeah there's like that's extremely similar to the one that Donald Trump uses and Donald mm. Trump's father was very good friends with David Duke
0: right oh yeah.
1: <laughs> he was oh. in the KKK it's ah. almost like it's almost like we elected someone from the kissy.
0: it's almost like Trump keeps a copy of Mein Kampf on his nightstand and when asked about that he didn't deny he said how did you know about that
1: it's, it is almost like
0: crazy that. what yeah. okay let's talk more about the film yeah. um, I want to say that the soundtrack and the sound mixing was super on point in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a one mo- the moment that really kind of sold me, like, both on the film as a whole, which I was already like, okay, I'm kind of in. But the, it really sold me on, like, the way that they designed the sound was in the scene where um, Ron and Patrice go to the nightclub. Mm-hmm. And the sound mixing in that sequence where they go dancing is utterly incredible. There's so much clever use of shifting between diegetic sound, non-diegetic sound, like ambient sound of people snapping and clapping and like singing along to the lyrics, but it's all keyed so it fades in and out of each other, so it creates this wonderful like sort of timescapey dream atmosphere of like moving from one thing to another of like, you know, this is their experience of it, but this is also us observing it as a film audience. It was masterful sound work. Absolutely brilliant.
1: Another moment of... I don't know what this is called. I'm sure there's a name for it for anyone who's ever gone to film school, but maybe you know. When they uh, they overlaid the gunshots that were coming up in the next scene when they were shooting oh, the targets. a bridge.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like a
0: sound bridge. Yeah, like for, uh, they for the overlaid
1: edit. it like significantly with, I think the scene was with Ron and... His girlfriend, I can't remember her name. Is this Richards, when they went to the Richards. shooting range
0: of the KKK? Yeah. No, the shots for that, which I thought was like, oh, okay, was in the wake of um, Flip and Ron talking about how Landers, the shitty cop, had killed a kid. Oh, yeah. And then they're in yeah. the police station, they're all like, oh, it's just a bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guns everyone. I'm just like, oh, I'm having fucking flashbacks to, like, this is America. I
1: wonder if the number of gunshots were significant to the number of kids or the number of people killed maybe even during the film shooting. Oh,
0: man. I'm not sure. That's the kind of thing that I could totally believe.
1: It, like, there was enough of them that it was very, like, like, if it was me and I was mixing the sound, I would have done the number of black people killed by cops in the time that the film was being shot. Mm. But I don't know. I have no way of counting that, to be honest.
0: Um, Beautifully shot as well. There was some really good stuff. Like, I really enjoyed actual very good use of Dutch angles. Yeah. Um, in one of the conversations between uh, Ron and David Duke. A lot of the fan conversations
2: and the split yeah. screen. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You, what, did you point that out on a different podcast, um, what a Dutch Angle was?
3: Um, Tank Girl. Yeah. That. that yeah. son's of like, um, Dutch Angle. It made match. me look
1: yeah. for it in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Learning Things. Sean.
3: <laughs> See, I'm helpful. Um, <laughs> you're a very valuable <laughs>
0: member of the cast, Sean. Yeah. I've said about five words so far. <laughs> To be fair, I've been a bit on my soapbox. I've been striding around the stage, yeah. like, being loud, because I have a lot more room to do so. You should do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you learn to project and just, mm. like, you know, <laughs> speak from the diaphragm, young Sean. <laughs> um, Shay, what did you make of this movie? Uh, I, Like I said, best friend of the year. Mm. Uh, I've loads of things to say. Give us um, some.
2: Just, like, little tiny things, like, I really like the shot when they succeed in the opera, like in the invest. Spoilers.
0: We We've already, we already we done. I did yeah, the spoiler a lot. But it's fine. In the yeah. The
2: investigation and just like when he comes and he like celebrates with his uh, team. It's like a and tracking just, shot, right? It's mm. following. Yeah, him and they on. do yeah. like a double shot of like him hugging like his sergeant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That like is normally reserved for like punches in like it's martial like, arts films. It just like show the power of like. That camaraderie, and then suddenly it's like taken away from them straight away. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I loved, uh, I want to shout out to 13th, the documentary. Yes, it was because mm, that documentary is really that good. That film discusses birth of a nation, that and it does, film, uh, talks about birth of a nation and
0: contextualizes it, contextualizes
2: it and, a lot. it, and goes, This is the birth of the KKK, or the rebirth of the KKK, yeah. And Birth of a Nation gives like very apt analysis of that, and Thirteenth. Oh, sorry, yeah, Thirteenth gives apt analysis and yeah. shows how those that ideology in that film has infiltrated into politics and, and the Thirteenth Amendment in
0: the and discourse around film discourse studies, around studies as well. when like, was that
2: released? That was released a couple years ago on Netflix.
1: No, yeah. no, the uh, sorry, Birth of a Nation. Oh,
2: like 19. I don't know, like really early Very like early 1900s, world. still okay. in the early teens That's why it's like still archived Because people attribute it to like the, Like this is
0: where film grammar Yeah, yeah. I, I had friends on the film course when I was at university Who watched Birth of a Nation And they were like, yeah it's really fucking racist Like that was their main takeaway And yeah. they, you know, they, they were being told to look for like Look at all this birth of, you know Film language, and they're like, nah but it's really Fucking racist, yeah, it's really racist. Mm-hmm. you can't move you know past what? that! I
2: watched, there was like, Napoleon got reissued finally, like, one of the most complete cuts from Napoleon. Yeah. That has lots of, like, film grammar film's amazing. That film, yeah, that film's amazing. Go watch that. There's like loads of old films that have film grammar. You don't, it's been
0: repeated so much, we
2: know what film grammar is. Oh,
0: like, oh, oh, oh! Following yeah. on from that, uh, Spike Lee talked about uh, Triumph of Will. Um, which is, for those who don't know, is a Nazi propaganda film made by the Nazis in World War Two. And you know, he talked about how George Lucas appropriated a lot of the imagery of Triumph of Will for the Empire and the Star Wars movies. Um, I'm going to shout out Browse Held High. Did a really interesting video essay about Triumph of Will. And the thing is, no, actually, it might have been folding ideas. No, I've it's folding ideas. About
2: Ellis. No,
0: no, no, no <laughs> I, I, I'll always talk about Lindsay Ellis if I can because she's great. You know. Bl- 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 Notice this, Lindsay-senpai. She never will. Um, but the, the thing of it is that Folding Ideas did a great video about it where um, Dan Olsen pointed out that it is, it is a... You know you can talk about how uh, Riefenstahl, she was all like, oh, they made me do it. Yeah, but the thing is, you made a movie in Nazi Germany for the Nazis about being Nazis. It is a really interesting film from that perspective because it is a film that depicts fascists in the way that they want to be seen. And the thing they have is this like endless regimented sense of power, like people upon people upon people and flags and like, you know, geometric lines and everything's like super ordered and it's like a vision into what they want to present to the world. And you have the very interesting question of like, yeah, that movie is important because it, again, develops an awful lot of like film language and like documentary and stuff like that. People point at Triumph of Will and be like, there had never been anything on this scale before done in this way with these resources. But the thing is, it is a film language that has been created for the purposes of furthering a fascist agenda. And as Spike Lee said, you have to contextualize that shit. You can't just be all like, oh, Birth of the Nation like, invented like the crosscut. Oh my god, let's ignore the fact that there's a shitload of people in blackface. You know, it, 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 Ah! <laughs> Sorry, do you I you
1: need to see where the crosscut came from? Is it that important that you see the original one? Or can you just watch a really good <laughs> thing that followed on from that and use it in reference back?
0: I'm almost certain you could. I mean, I, I feel like outside... I mean, I'm not in the favour... You know, uh, uh, Again, uh, uh, to quote on Spike Lee himself, he said, I'm not in favour of banning things. Mm. Like, I do think that Birth of a Nation should be seen, but I think the thing that really needs to be addressed is the way that we approach these kind of problematic films in the context that they exist. It's like, I'm a big fan of um, the way that uh, Disney handled- sorry, sorry, Warner Brothers handled some of their early, like, you know, know, uh, propaganda cartoons that they made. And they say, at the start, they have a nice contextualizing preamble by an actor- I forget the name- and like a big thing saying, this was made at a time during war when we were having to fight blah blah blah, this is what it's meant to represent. We do not hold these views now, we don't think that, you know, the Japanese are all demon people. But we feel that it's important for people to be able to learn from history to show these things as they were Like not editing them, not cutting them, like he, to, he referenced Huckleberry Finn and stuff like that and uh, Catcher in the Rye Well it's like, mm. well, it's like Lincoln To Batchelor. Kill a Mockingbird To the Kill Mockingbird, sorry, yeah Like
2: he, he talked about like the Robert E. Lee statue coming down And yeah. that's why riots were incited and people, a lot of people's arguments were like but it's our history. It's our history. Yeah, put it in a goddamn museum yeah. and let people educate themselves about the atrocities that happened through that, and contextualise it properly. Don't don't put it out there like, don't put birth of a nation like out there like this. Of the put, sky. Put it as like this is a historical document,
0: not yeah the film everyone must see. Well, and you want to know the fun thing about those Confederate statues? Vast majority of them yeah, erected in the probably. 1970s. Yeah. Because it was like, oh shit, all these black people are starting to you know, have civil rights and we feel threatened by that. Let's really double down on the super racist bits of our history, but still deny that it's about racism. Oh my god, Sean. Thoughts on this film? Um the one
3: one point that really sort of stuck out is the ending.
0: Yes. Because
3: it's a it has that for a bit that happy ending really where it's like they complete an investigation, they like the arsehole um the racist cop gets gets arrested. Yeah. Um and they have that moment where they basically they a massive
0: fuck you to David Duke. Yeah. Like know? high fives and hugs and like yeah. literally fuck off David yeah. Duke. Yes. Also from the podcast, just generally fuck off David Duke. Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, why would he listen? To he this? might be, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
3: yeah so <laughs> um so it's i think it has that sort of happy ending and then it has that sort of um you know realistic sort of ending where it's just like all investigations sort of swept under the rug sort of thing mm. and then it has that sort of transition from like he says in the Q A, the transition from the 70s to the modern day with the, the dully double dolly. Shot, yeah um good shot and it's a thing of like he then shows the footage from Charlottesville. Yeah, and like I, i would never seen that full footage before. I was going to oh, ask because really? I have,
0: I've seen that footage a couple of times yeah. because when yeah. it happened, I watched it, and mm. then I saw it as part of the Vice documentary yeah. about like infiltrating mm. the alt right group that did it. It's fucking horrifying. It yeah. is because it's that thing like for me because around the whole time in Charlottesville, um, you know,
3: the news would only show so much because because uh, it's the news they can't show too much sensitive uh, material and that. So seeing that. Especially on the big screen as well, and being in a packed screening as well. Yeah. people, literally, within the space of five minutes, went from laughing and cheering to dead silence. And oh, yeah. It, and it was yeah. something of, at the end of the film, it truly showed just how impactful and powerful this film is. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, the silence after the credits start to roll, mm-hmm. like, that was a heavy, heavy, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You and know, then the applause from Yes, Yes. because you're just like, yeah And it should
1: be said, like, it wasn't just Charlottesville It was many, yeah, it was, I mean, the car was in Like, the most dramatic part of Mm. a car Running over people and killing people But it was multiple cities in that time of Just marching, Mm. Nazis marching Mm. and and, Klan marching
0: And Antifa guys, like, fighting back
1: Yeah, 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 it was, it was, uh It was riots and
0: like just... Mm. In, a, in, in a country with a, a shitload of place. guns as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got, mm,
0: it's we like, got it, a lot of guns. Oh my god. So, I, I mean, how are we doing for time? Because uh, oh, I can't even see. Oh, I've got messages. No. Alright, we've done half an hour. That's alright. We've, we've already got a good cast in the bag, everyone. That's good. Um, cinematography. Really nice. Spike Lee has a very distinctive style, um, I feel, which... I think really served this well because he really like you said embraced like the kind of feel of a more 70s exploitation film i really love all of the like inserts when they're like talking about the films and stuff like that or like yeah, you know he does that a lot and it, it works, it's, it's really it. good especially for this kind of film and you're it gives you this sense of like you're meant to be aware of your extra textual knowledge of what you're watching it creates the it sort of you know pushes at the illusion of film a little bit because It's shot in a way that's not naturalistic. It's very sort of like bam, 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 like kind of like action y kind of cuts, but sort of like informative action y cuts. Like, you know, when he looks at the business card, it's not that you see what he sees like over the shoulder, like viewpoint of how he views the uh, KKK business card that he gets. It's like he looks at it and then it's like bam, massive red thing with the Gothic typeface like filling the screen, being like, this is what you're paying attention to. You know, it's like really excellent work. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone have anything extra to say, or should we move to... final thoughts.
1: Um, I want to say that I thought the subplot where Adam Driver's character is talking about how he was born Jewish but was never brought up Jewish was mm. really, really good.
0: That was good, yes. Because
1: they kind of... I, They seem like they almost downplayed his character initially, and mm. they downplayed how important that would be to his... Journey, yeah, and then he just has this like wonderful, quiet monologue about it.
0: Yeah, and Adam Driver, I, like, as usual, is an excellent, yeah, like, excellent Jesus performer. Jesus Christ, like, he, oh, he's very good and like, <laughs> and very handsome, and yeah. very handsome, you know. Yeah. He's like, but I agree. I think the I, I, I was actually having a conversation with a co worker of mine, hey, Lewis, um, who is Jewish, and we were talking about the the conversation ventured onto, like, anti-Semitism and stuff like that, and sort of discussing the whole idea of uh, Judaism as both a religion but also as a race. It's, like, in that kind of interesting because you have to be born into it, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and he said that one of the things he's found, you know, he found difficult growing up was coming to the terms with the idea that, like, even though he's ostensibly a white guy, it's a really difficult thing to sort of be like, oh, wait, some people will just have really horrific views about me, even though I look like them, I sound like them, on some unspoken level, they've already decided that I will never be equal, that I am less than them. And it's, it, you know, they, you talk, they talked about the high, high concept of passing as well, which I was like, yeah. oh, this is a whole thing. Oh, this is a really interesting thing. Ah, you can make a whole movie about this. I find it fascinating because, you know, the, 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 the idea of um, racial identity when it's less immediately obvious, you know, there's, um, again, to reference Whiting Wongs, they've had a couple of people on there who can quote-unquote pass for white, which changes your experience of being an other, of being a minority, when you cannot escape it through anyway, because, you know, it's literally your complexion or whatever. Yeah. That's a very different lived experience to someone who might not get those same looks on the train or whatever. Yeah. You know, and Jewish people, I feel, have a very, that occupy a lot of that space Specifically, because they can go with people expecting them to be one thing, and then being like, well, actually, and then they can see a change in people.
1: Yeah, it's there's, that's the same, or it's not the same, but similar for anyone in LGBT communities. Mm, Passing, absolutely. Can you pass for straight? Can you pass for
0: assigned gay? Gender, can you pass yeah. for,
1: a, yeah, your assigned gender, mm. or your chosen, like, the gender that you feel is more accurate?
0: Yeah.
2: There's a lot in this There's movie. Like a phrase. Oh, yeah. you yeah. are. yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. This film's like this film has a very like direct message but also has lots of nuanced discussions within the film. Yes. Like that yeah. what we're just talking about mm. passing and also about cops. Yeah. And it oh, has yeah. like well, a... Even mm, oh yeah, oh Oh yeah, that's a, a like, that's a whole bit. But that that's like yeah. a very nuanced discussion that the film is also having internally with its all the time. Yeah. Like it has yeah. a very direct message, but also has lots of nuanced things to say. Yeah, it, it is not just a simple, this thing is bad, it's like, yes, this thing is bad, and this is everything within it. These are the nuances, it's mm. not...
0: This thing is big and complicated. This thing
2: is big and complicated, and this film nails like, just talking about having...
0: Speaking, speaking of, um, un, like, not to say unsubtle, but like direct messaging. Um, Just to throw out a small recommendation that people might not actually be able to see anymore because it might have finished its run. But I was at the Globe for a press night for the play Amelia, which was in a similar way very directly and emphatically talking about things that are happening now despite being a period piece. Because it follows the story of Amelia who is a, a piece of new writing, who is meant to be the subject of some of Shakespeare's sonnets, who was a woman of color who was a writer at the time when Shakespeare was alive. And... Its main message is how it sort of poses the question of how many documents, how many pieces of writing, how many experiences have been lost to time because patriarchy and, you know, the white experience have colored and controlled history for so long and focusing on like the anger of people who have been victims of that and are still victims of that today. It was a very, very angry piece, but it like, resonated with people so much. It got like three curtain calls, full standing ovation, everyone was just going absolutely mad for it by the end. It was brilliant stuff, and I feel like this tapped into a similar kind of thing of speaking directly, not only to people who are affected by these issues, but to people who are fully outside these issues. Like, I felt a lot of rage. Like, a lot of it. And I think it's, you know, we always talk about how it's important that films are able to articulate emotion to people. And I think this definitely achieved that. I think it's definitely one of the most emotive films I've seen this year for certain. Like, yeah. Hit me really, really hard. Maybe you want to hit people with sticks. Right. <coughs> on that bombshell, let us move to final thoughts. DJ, um, as the American in the room, would you like to give your final thoughts on Black Klansman?
1: Sure. Uh, all I can say is... Go and see it. Agreed. And for anyone in the States or outside it who is an American citizen, fucking register to vote and vote in November. Mm-hmm. Because this film will make you want to fucking do that. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, what the fuck?
0: Mm. Damn right. Get over your whole. Oh, I don't want to vote because I don't like what I want. Insert link to Dan Harmon's angry rant about fascism. From the wake <laughs> of Charlottesville, no less. Yeah. Here. I it's just
1: not that hard to do. Yeah. Like, it's really not.
0: Yeah. just
1: They're trying to make it harder, but you can still fucking do it. Yep.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Sean?
3: Uh, so this is one of the films that falls into, um, films where, like, I get sold on films just by, like, the premise of it. Hmm. So, like, the premise of the film is, that like, I was just sold black police officer infiltrates the KKK and it's inspired by a true story. I was just like, sold, I am on board. Yep, yep. And it was a thing of like, I went into this, I I didn't do any research into the film at all and that, went in as blind as possible. And it's just, it's just so amazing how impactful it is to anybody really. Like anybody can relate to this film in a very weird way because it is still such a pressing issue you know, especially in the states, but also you know here in the UK and all around yeah. the world. And it, it's just it's one of the most important films that's come out in recent years. And it's just everybody sh- should go see this. Well said.
2: Yeah. Shay, um, I was thinking about the film, the James Baldwin documentary that came out a couple of years ago. I am not You Negro. Oh like, yes. And how like Samuel Jackson voices James Baldwin, like narrates film as kind of James Baldwin and does it like says his words in such a tired way that he's so tired that this is still relevant these words and they're like and that's the thing this film presents moments of triumph like there's little moments where everyone claps and it's like yay 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 Um, but even though there's moments of triumph racism doesn't go away nope Um, there's a really good podcast called don't ask me with justin simeon i've started listening to and he's speaking to barry jenkins and one of the things that they said is like black comes at you fast that's so dear white people is a show that's comedic but then black comes at you fast do the right thing it's kind of a comedic film and but then (laughs)
0: like
2: there's like it's a during the film and then the ending happens like and it happens fast yeah that's that's the lived experience. Like you live a life that it can happen at any moment if you're a person of colour in a marginalised community, and that that's the ending of the film. Like like you were saying earlier, Sean. Like there's this moment of triumph in the end, and then just a knock at the door, it comes at you fast. Yeah. And yeah, this film came at me, and it was fucking great.
0: Excellent. Um, for my final thoughts, I think I'm just gonna quote, a song title from uh, Two Melos, um Memories of Tokyo To album, uh, which is a little mantra that I've actually found myself saying a lot recently. Tag walls, punch fascists.